Welcome to the 263 Chat Show, bringing you live interviews, discussions and stories on pertinent issues in Zimbabwe and around the world. Welcome to the 263 Chat Half Talk Show with me, your host, Faith Shorufura. And today we're going to be talking about teeth and we have a special guest, a doctor, Dr. T. Manyanga. Dr. T. Manyanga, welcome to our Health Talk Show. Hello, Faith. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. Yes, it's Glad, today. grateful to be here. We're happy to have you here to talk about teeth in farmers. You know, like most people really do not, they sideline teeth. They don't like to talk about teeth and they don't take like much importance about them. So thank you for coming today so we can talk about them. So to start with, please tell us about yourself. Who is Dr. T. Manyanga? All right. Um, my name is Dr. Manyanga, mm-hmm. and um, I'm a practicing dentist here in Harare. I'm with the city of Harare at the moment, city health department. I've been with them for two years, but in general, I've been practicing for five years. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So you just answered like the questions I was about to ask. Is like, how long have you been working? So let's just get straight into it. Right. Why is it important to brush our teeth? Alright, so what happens is the body, the body is one, right? The, the anatomy of the body, it all works together. So if you neglect one part of it, that means somehow there are going to be complications and implications from just neglecting one part, right? Mm-hmm. So from just the social aspect of if you don't brush your teeth, you know, you come into a crowd and you say hello and everyone just walks <laughs> away from you. It's really important. Oh, everyone to, just frowns. Yeah, so it's part of who we are in Mm -hmm. in our anatomy so it's really important to take care of that as much as we take care of everything else our hearts our skin and you know our hair okay Mm. so how should one brush their teeth you know like one would just think it's just going up and down with the toothbrush but i'm sure there's a technique should i say a way that it's supposed to be done the right way of doing it all right okay so as generally as dentists we have a way which we encourage we're saying you should have your toothbrush at 45 degree angle and then you should brush in circular motion okay yes circular motions you know on all the sides all surfaces of your teeth the inside the bottom and upper also the palate which is the hard part where you can put your tongue up there you should brush it as well oh the hard part yes and then you should also brush your tongue as part of the process of brushing. So in general, it should take two minutes mm-hmm. or more just brushing. Not too hard, not too aggressive, <laughs> but, you know, two minutes or more. But oh. if you try and calculate the times, of, you know, like when you're brushing, the amount of time it takes you, you see it's a minute or less with adults. Okay. A minute or less. But if you try timing it now to two minutes, it does the effective work. Okay, so how many times a day should one brush their teeth? And Why? Mm. All right. As dentists, we, we encourage that you brush your teeth twice a day. Mm-hmm. In the morning after breakfast and in the evening right before bed. Why? Uh, brushing is a mechanical process of removing the food that remains from our mouth, right? Mm-hmm. So if you do it right in the morning, just after waking up, you know, before you talk to people, it's, we assume it's right. What happens after breakfast? You spend the whole day with food stuck in your mouth. And then we're saying food when food gets stuck in your mouth, 
something's going to happen to it, right? Mm -hmm. Which we'll get into, I'm sure, later on in your questions. So twice daily, morning and evening. Morning, right after breakfast, and then evening, right before bed. Right before after bed. we're done with all the eating, no midnight snacks involved in that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, my next question. Most people don't do this. Mm-hmm. Like visiting a dentist, people don't think it's important. Like, okay. Personally, it's been a while <laughs> because I don't feel it's important. So That's disappointing. Why is it important to visit a dentist and how often should one visit a dentist? All right. We're saying you should come twice a year. Every six months, you should come in for a checkup. That's mm-hmm. when we see, are your teeth okay? Do you need any fillings? Do you have any cavities? And then that's when you get your, your cleaning, your professional cleaning from your dentist, which is really important because as much as you're doing the hard work with your toothbrush at home, <laughs> we might need to do it too just to be sure Professionally. Yes. so you need to come in twice you get your checkup done and then preventative measures are taken before you actually have a problem mm-hmm. okay so now coming to our next problem tooth decay mm-hmm. like most people even begin like having tooth decay when they are very young like how can one prevent or before we go to prevention what causes tooth decay all right, so as we said, we eat uh, our sugary stuff, our starchy stuff, right? In our mouth, we have a film, right? That's in there of bacteria that just <laughs> lives there anyway. So now what happens with this bacteria and the starchy things that we leave in our mouths without brushing, mm-hmm. combined, they break down the sugars that are in our mouths from our diet into acids. The acid will start to attack your teeth. Yeah, so the first layer that, that's covering your tooth is called an enamel. Once that's, that's broken down from the acids that are now you know, in your mouth and forming all the time, mm-hmm. you now have either sensitivity or you have a cav- an actual cavity because now your tooth has been eaten away. So that's the starting of the process of tooth decay. Okay, so are there like certain foods one needs to prevent? Um, or to avoid eating. I think that's the right way of saying to avoid eating, to avoid tooth decay. Well, I don't want to be hated by a lot of people because <laughs> now we insist upon a good oral hygiene. Mm-hmm. Right. So even if you were to snack away on, on sugary stuff, you if you brush and you have a good regimen of, of uh, oral hygiene, your chances of tooth decay are much, much, much less. Okay. But then a person who's on a healthy diet, but they're not brushing, right? So we insist on, on a good diet, a healthy diet, which is good for the rest of the body. Less fizzy drinks, less caffeinated drinks, less coffee, uh, less, you know, reduce the sugars that we're taking in our diet. This is good for the teeth. This is good for the rest of the body. Okay. Mm-hmm. So now coming to our problem, like most people experience mm-hmm. the toothbrush. <laughs> Some people can keep a toothbrush for a year or two and stuff. When is one supposed to change their toothbrush? Or how often should one change their toothbrush and why? Alright, um, as we say, toothbrushing, right? Mm-hmm. It's a mechanical process of actually removing food from your mouth, mm-hmm. right? The mechanical part, that's the toothbrush. And then we are saying you're supposed to aid that with the, a fluoride-based tooth, toothpaste, right? so many brands out there but fluoride this this is the fortified that enamel that we talked about the top mm-hmm. layer of the tooth mm-hmm. the, the fluoride but the toothbrush itself does the hard work so you can imagine if it does the hard work and then at some point it's now 
folding away or just finish. It's <laughs> not really finished. doing the mechanical work it's supposed to do. So it's ineffective. Okay. And then now with brushing our teeth, the toothpaste. You see even in, in shops, they're like different prices for certain toothpaste. Is there like a difference? Uh, yes. The a lot of commercial brands now but then with your regular visits to, to your dentist mm-hmm. that's when you get to to find out which one is good for your teeth specifically just yours but some are for sensitive teeth mm-hmm. some are for bleeding gums mm-hmm. some are for ordinary teeth with no problems so it depends you have to ask this person directly to the person you consult as your dentist when you go for your visit to say which one of these or which one do you recommend for me? Okay. But then all in all, we're saying a fluoride-based toothpaste. There's a lot of craze out there with organic things that uh, don't have fluoride in them because <laughs> it's poisonous, whatnot. <laughs> no, no. As dentists, we're recommending a fluoride-based toothpaste because it's a topical application anyways. Not that much fluoride. It's not poisonous. Okay, moving on to teeth whitening. How can one improve the whiteness of their teeth? There's been like so many methods going on and stuff, but professionally, what can one do to maintain the whiteness of the teeth? Okay, so what happens with the, our teeth, how they lose sometimes their shade of, of, of <laughs> whiteness? Uh, it's our diet mostly, right? And okay. our habits, our oral hygiene habits, right? So we're saying some days you didn't brush or in the evening you just came <laughs> home and you're too tired and just slept, right? And then over time, they changed color. If a person was to come in and they were complaining of, of a dark shade of, of teeth, my recommendation initially would be reduce caffeinated drinks, reduce fizzy drinks, cut down on coffee itself, right? These mm-hmm. are colored things and they're obvious. They can stain your tongue, they can stain your teeth. That's how it works, right? They can stain your tongue, they can stain your teeth, right? Mm-hmm. So if you reduce on this, already you've done part of the work. Then we have some commercial brands of, of toothpaste that are specific for whitening. Whitening, okay. Mm-hmm. So there are some approved ones. Again, you'd have to ask a professional to recommend, but then some are big brands and by now we trust them, you know, to give us the right product and they're out there. Teeth whitening, toothpaste. Okay, what about the natural methods? I've personally heard of mixing soda bicarbonate of soda and lemon juice and form a paste and maybe use it once a week to whiten teeth. I've also had of apple cider vinegar. Mm-hmm. Do those really work or are they really recommended for us to use to whiten our teeth? All right. Uh, so as a dentist, if I recommended such things, I'd be out of a job. <laughs> uh, but then, do they work? Yes. Okay. Are they good for you to do this at home all the time? No. The whole basis of, of uh, this at-home methods, right, home remedies, it's that uh, it's an acid that you're putting to your teeth to break down that enamel and then, you know, whiter. You, you get a shade whiter. But over time, and with aggressive use and wrong dilutions at home, you are bound to end up with sensitive teeth. Because now you've opened them up. You, you've removed the protective layer, which wasn't sensitive before. So, yes, maybe when used with the, you know, prudence, maybe. <laughs> maybe we maybe. can say they do work. Do I recommend them? 
Not no. very much. I need my jab. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so still, okay, on tooth sensitivity. Please, can you please elaborate on it? What is tooth sensitivity? Okay, so remember when we said the tooth structure itself. Mm-hmm. We have the first layer, which is the enamel. Mm-hmm. And then we have the second one, which is the dentin, right? Dentin, very sensitive, which is why God probably covered it with enamel, right? <laughs> so what happens is over, either when you chip, your tooth is chipped, the dentin is exposed. When your gums, uh, this gum recession, you know, when your roots are now showing, and you've seen people with long teeth, over time, age, or from aggressive brushing, we end up with our roots exposed. They become sensitive as well. Mm-hmm. So, and also those aggressive ways we talked about of whitening with at-home remedies, all that can lead to sensitivity. What we just have is the enamel which has been taken away from this tooth. Right. There are ways to try and solve this. Mm-hmm. We have um, other fluoride applications at the dentist. Professionally done. Mm-hmm. And then we have, uh, sometimes you just need a filling. Whose sensitivity could be coming from just a cavity. You have caries, dental caries. So you need to come in and then the dentist is one who assists and diagnose where your sensitivity is coming from and then suggest what was the right way to go from there. Okay. So moving on, can you please tell us more about the wisdom tooth? I personally have an experience that I don't know whether I'm not growing or what. <laughs> but apparently from 21 you're supposed to have it. What is it about? What's the fuss about the wisdom tooth? Alright, so human beings, humans, we get third molars. We have three molars on each side of our jaw. So these third molars come out, they erupt between the age of 18 and 30. They take oh. a long time, right? But then the problem is they occupy the remaining space after you get all your other teeth, right? Because mm-hmm. now you're an adult. Some, in some people now, there's not enough space. Oh, mm-hmm. So okay. the tooth is forcing, trying to find space to come out from. So you may end up with pain from just the crowding, trying to crowd itself <laughs> in the remaining space. One, mm-hmm. or you have it just partially comes out. We call this impacted teeth. Either way, you'd need them assessed at a very early stage. Say 1821, as you're saying, you come in and then your dentist will see if they're erupting right mm-hmm. and they should be left alone. If they are not, before it's a fully formed tooth, because it's not going to be of much use to you anyway if it's partially erupted. So they would need to be taken out, right? At an earlier stage, before you get much pain and, you know, the tooth is not that grown, Mm -hmm. it's much easier to get them out then. So that's the story with wisdom teeth. Okay, so my next question is on braces. They look so fancy on teeth. I wanted to get... Braces. I still want to. Who is meant to get braces and what are they supposed to do to your teeth? All right. So braces are for aligning, let's call them crooked teeth, mm-hmm. mal-aligned teeth, right? Sometimes you have one which is out of the way or just not sitting in its place or you have that gap in between your teeth mm-hmm. and you want it closed. So it's just for alignment of teeth in the jaw, Right. It's not a fashion statement. <laughs> so you're supposed the person who does this is called is a specialist in orthodontist. So you're going to a general dentist every six months. They will refer you if there's need for you to get braces to the orthodontist where you can get the braces which last between six months to three years. 
sometimes, depending on the treatment that's happening, but it's mainly to align teeth back in, into their arc so that, you know, it's aesthetic in some people. In some people, they can't actually bite their teeth well because they are crooked like that. Mm -hmm. So it's a necessity in other people. Some, it's just aesthetic. I need to close a gap. Simple as that. That's braces for you. Okay, and flossing. What is flossing and what are the benefits of flossing? All right. So remember the oral hygiene routine. We said you need to brush your teeth twice daily. You're supposed to floss as well. Floss once a day. There's a tape called either dental tape or dental floss, right? You can get this as 50 meters for a very, very cheap price, which is why people should invest in it. <laughs> floss, you're supposed to take a small piece of it and then clean in between. The okay. job of, of the purpose of it is to clean in between our teeth, right? Because our toothbrush cannot get there. Mm -hmm. So sometimes you, you have people who brush right, who eat right, but then they have bad breath. The spaces in between our teeth are collecting food and we're not flossing or flossing. cleaning those areas. So that's it's important. Okay, so lastly, what are the best ways to practice good oral hygiene at home? And within that question, you can just give us maybe words of advice. All right. So... Good oral hygiene. Let's talk about that. So, oral hygiene is to say diet, it matters. Less sugary foods, less touchy foods, less uh, caffeinated drinks, right? Mm -hmm. And then we're supposed to, as far as I'm concerned, I would suggest grouping our meals so that we're not chewing the entire day <laughs> because now the brushing of twice a day becomes inefficient or pretty much useless. So snacking with, on, on starchy and sticky snacks during the day, the entire day, mm -hmm. makes the brushing useless. And then we have that film that we say dental plaque forms around these teeth. It's active all day long, right? So diet. Then we have brushing, brushing twice a day and, um, for two minutes or more, mm -hmm. right? And then changing our toothbrush every three months. Right, so that it's efficient and it works, right? <laughs> Brushing with a fluoride-based toothpaste, right? Uh, we have flossing once a day, which we're saying in the evening, but then some people are comfortable doing it during the day or at a traffic light, everywhere, <laughs> everywhere, but we're saying it should be done at least once a day, mm -hmm. right, in a business life. There's also sugar-free gum. You can use that, right? It's for fresh breath. It's... Uh, it's good for you because it's sugar-free, so that's mm -hmm. fine. It's and as a snack for people who can't help but chew all but day. Chew all time. Yeah, so those are the things I would stand by. We also have mouthwashes for mm -hmm. mouth rinses for those you know eat at work and then don't want to floss from there. You can always use a fluoride-based mouthwash. Mouthwash. Mm -hmm. Okay, Doctor Manyanga, thank you for coming through to our show, mm -hmm. and we look forward to having you again when you bring models. On how to do it. <laughs> this You're was welcome. the 26th Richard Health Talk Show with our dentist, Dr. T. Manyanga. Please do keep in touch and wait for our next show where we'll be doing the practical lessons on brushing our teeth. And this is it from me, Faith Jorufura. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
All right. So I'll start with toothpicks. I discourage those. Right? Toothpicks, I discourage those. We are saying floss. It cleans in between your teeth. Now what happens with toothpicks is we are forcing them in between those places. That way, you know, it's some natural... The, Alignment. You know, and then now you're, you're spacing them even further. You're pushing your teeth further away. <laughs> so the more you use a toothpick, the more you need it. Right? And the bigger it has to be. So they start small, thinner, thinner, and then they grow. So like it's, you have more need for these, right? So toothpicks, not approved. Let's go with dental floss, right? And mouth rinses after eating in case we have those bases already and you feel it like a food pegged somewhere. <laughs> That's one. Two. The other question was bad, uh, bad breath. So bad breath is also called halitosis, right? With bad breath, it can be a number of issues that, that could be causing this. One, our diet, garlic, onions, all those other things that people eat. Two, the spaces in between. If we are not flossing, what's happening in between those gums, in between our teeth all year long? Right? That's two. Number three, we're not going for that professional visit to the dentist for a cleaning once in a while. Because now we have dental plaque or dental calculus that's just tacking our teeth and the toothbrush is not doing its job anymore. Right? And then some people have actual you know, stomach problems where they have reflux, right? Where, let's say they burp or, or something like that, right? It's, it's a reflux where, where food comes back up, right? Uh-huh. So if you have a gastro problem, you can have bad breath. If you're not flossing, you can have bad breath. So if it's a gastro problem, we have to refer you to your physician to go and uh, get help with that problem. It will go away because no matter how much cleaning you get at the dentist, you still have that bad breath. So you need the reflux from fixed first. That's the uh, second thing. And then we said uh, flossing, we've already talked about that. And then the diet, that can always be fixed because when you go to your dentist, it can always tell you where the problem is coming from and then you don't have to adjust as, as needed, right? So yes, those are the things that we have. And now, and now. Capital 263. Join the conversation on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube at 263chat. Our website www.263chat.com.